0: Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church Podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. How many of you have ever been healthier than you are right now? In better shape. Yeah. I'm not looking up, I just maybe online. In 2013, I did a uh, half marathon, and, uh, which is long. If you've never done one before, you're not as awesome as me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Totally kidding. Not really, but yes. Yes. Um, I did a half marathon, but first before that, in June of that year, I did a a Tough mutter with a group from the church, which is like 17 kilometers and all these uh, obstacles and everything. It was really, really long. And then in the fall, I think it was September, I did the first and only Surrey Marathon. They they don't do it anymore for some reason. Um, Anyway, uh, I did lots of preparation, lots of exercise, ate better than I do right now, all kinds of stuff, was in great shape could run for, and there was a time, if you can believe this, that I loved running. I know for some of you, you're like, there's therapy for that, Craig. Like, no, no, there, there's a time when you run enough, you start to look forward to it. It's like, uh, there's peop- there are so many of you shaking your head right now. No. No. That and it was really, really good. And after the the tough mutter, and then after the half marathon, I was injured and I needed to recover. And it's always important that you recover well after some difficult seasons where you tax your body a lot. But I took such a long time of recovery that uh, here in February of this year, I went to there's all these tests that they need to do once you turn 50. Uh, and so I went and did blood tests and all kinds of stuff. And, and he said, well, the doctor, I go, and he says, well, your blood pressure's elevated a little bit. Uh, your bad cholesterol is a little bad right now. And uh, a couple other things. Overall, I wasn't super concerned. But then he started to, like, get in my business a little bit. He's like, your salt intake needs to go down a little bit. And he's kind of intimated that having potato chips as a meal is not a good thing. <laughs> I was like, why, do I, why, why are you here right now? Like, this is not good. Uh, and he uh, said, maybe you need to get a little more active again. And, uh, you know, I had all the excuses. You know, COVID, I was locked in my house and couldn't go out and ate a lot of potato chips. And he's like, he just looks at me and is like, well, you probably should do something. <laughs> get a little more active. Maybe some of that weight that you put on during COVID. I was like, what weight? And I said, it's important that we take care of our physical bodies. Uh, one of the things that you may not be, uh, be aware of, of in that is dehydration. I was talking to someone recently in our church who went for some similar kind of checkups, and one of the things that was noted is that they were the, the, the tests show that they were always dehydrated, chronically dehydrated. Huge thing. In fact, 75% of Americans, and this is about America because they're usually worse than us, but not really, uh, are dehydrated, and most of them don't know it. Dehydration causes fatigue. If you're thirsty, you're al- if you actually feel thirsty, you're already slightly dehydrated. And it causes foggy memory and irritability. Don't elbow your spouse right now and say just... Many aren't aware of it, though. But when that thirst initially is a good thing, but if, it le- if you don't pay attention to it, it becomes a bad thing where you move into dehydration, from deprivation to dehydration. Things like headaches, uh, insomnia... Low uh, blood pressure being badly affected, kidneys start to get affected, tiredness, uh, maybe because of the insomnia. I never thought of that. But even, even if you leave it long enough, potential for seizures. Wow. Dehydration. Spiritual dehydration is also a reality. Isaiah 63 and 1, the prophet Isaiah said this. He said, O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you my soul thirst. Someone say thirst for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. David wrote this psalm when he was on the run. Uh, He was out on the run. Most scholars think that he was on the run from uh, Saul, the king, who uh, David was coming around behind to replace, um, and that he was in the desert as he was often. And so he's in that, that setting which obviously piqued something in him to recognize that sometimes the thirst is not just because of what's happening naturally, your physical body, but there's also a spiritual thirst that needs to be addressed. He was fainting. In the middle of it, he says that he was dry. He was fainting. And the word fainting means faltering or tripping, weary, exhausted. Have any of us been thirsty? And he leave it long enough you see, the signs of thirst might be for us, you might notice that it's harder to control your temper, your spiritual thirst. Maybe you're feeling waves of worry or anxiety or frustration, guilt, and selfishness. Maybe you've noticed in you that your spiritual zip has been zapped. I don't know what that means, but it sounded good. No, that the spiritual vitality that was once there maybe is not there. Maybe you've been noticing that there's like just a fog of discouragement or something like that. I wonder, are we thirsty? The world in us? Then there's the world that's around us. David said, in a dry and weary land, in other words, not just himself, but all around us. You may notice the deep divisions in, in our culture, the vitriol that's found sometimes even among the people of God. Their Angus Reid surveyed reported this week that more than three quarters of Canadians feel that the pandemic has pulled us further apart rather than together. Seventy-nine percent say the pandemic has brought out the worst in people. That's the seventy-nine percent that are not here. Sixty-one percent feel that the level of compassion has gotten weaker in the world around us. Are we thirsty? Then there's a world beyond us, maybe not right around you, but beyond you a little bit, where we see the opioid crisis in our uh, region is just literally hundreds of young men and women, not exclusively young, whose lives are being snuffed out with fentanyl and other drugs. Sex trafficking, refugees, the broken relationship that we're Trying to figure our way forward with First Nations generally, the church generally. And right now, will we be drawn into a war? I don't know. Hope not. Then there's rumblings of food shortages and things like high inflation, cutting your buying power, increasing prices. And you might see all of this, the world in you, the world around you, and the world beyond you. And wondering, this world is in a mess. It's a dry, weary land. But I wonder, are we thirsty yet? When you're thirsty, you do what you need to, to get a drink. When you're really thirsty. I grew up in the country, in rural parts. And often, this was back in the 70s and the early 80s. We would get on our bikes and we would be gone for the day. Those were the days. You'd just be gone riding your bike, and the only thing was, well, they ne- we, we never were sent out with a lunch because we might not come back. We, my mom knew that we had at least come back for food, so eventually you would come back. Didn't, nobody carried water bottles or lunch, nothing like that. We, no. And uh, I can remember one time in particular, I was up in the back uh, on, a, on a path, and I was so thirsty, but I didn't have any water with me, but there was a puddle. I don't know. This might have been the start of my germophobia. (laughs) But I saw a puddle, and I was super thirsty. And I went and looked at it. And nobody had ridden their bike through it for a long time. It was clear, mud on the bottom. And it was at least three, four inches deep. So I figured I can suck water out of that without getting dirt. So I did. (laughs) Got down on my hands and knees, put my (laughs) mouth... Sucked all up. Pulling some things out of my teeth. But you're thirsty. So you do what you have to do to get a drink. And when you live in Burton, BC, you live a little differently. (laughs) Has anybody grown up in the small town and can identify with some of that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Are you thirsty? What does God have to say to the thirsty, the spiritually thirsty? Isaiah 44 and 3. He said, for I will pour, out, pour water on him who is, someone say thirsty, and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. The prophet Isaiah uses these two images, the thirsty and the dry ground. And sometimes we've made someone being thirsty or dry as that there's something wrong. There is something wrong. you're not in, you're actually in a really good spot. A really good spot. Why? Because he said, I will pour out my spirit on those that acknowledge their need. The thirsty ones get water. The dry ground gets floods of water, like a lot. We need a fresh encounter in our day, in our time, in our world, in the world around us, in the world beyond us, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit encounter, what is that? It's an, empo- an appointment with God's presence that revolutionizes your life and refreshes you with fresh strength and vision. Refreshes you. Some of the words there. Revolutionizes you, refreshes you, fresh strength, sharpened vision. God can and still does meet you face to face. God shows up on your behalf. Ryan, in the, in the prayer time, reminding us again, let's put our eyes on the one who can actually do something. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. The good news is that Jesus came to bring life and life to the fullness. An encounter, though, requires intention. Intention. I've told this story before, but um, when I was, I think, 18, was there, the, the platform used to be up over there. And I was sitting somewhere over here, and Shanda was on a worship team. She was 17. And I remember it was like, "Whoa!" not for me. I, I had been a friend in Shanda's friend group, and then suddenly I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm in my second year of Bible college, and I wait till Bible college ends on the Friday. And I would asked her to go to a movie with me. Um, she thought, she had no clue, this is how, she just had no clue that it would be with me. So she went around and invited a whole bunch of our friends to come. I don't know if that was, she was hedging her bets or what was going on, but anyway, I went around behind her and told them to all get lost. So I picked her up, where's everybody? They couldn't come. You couldn't text them to find out, you couldn't call them, there was no, there was no, none of these devices we went to a movie, and the rest is history. My son-in-law says, what were you thinking, Shanda? I've seen the pictures of Craig. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways. His favor is, was on my life and is still on my life today. <laughs> Someone said, I'm I'm like wine. I get better as I age because they've seen. I don't even know if that's true. But intention, an encounter require, inquire, requires intention. Exodus 3, 3 to 4. It's about Moses. Moses was one of the, well, he's called one of them, the meekest man who ever lived, one of the great, the great prophet of the Old Testament. And uh, he had, was born in Egypt into slavery and through a whole series of events. Uh, he, he was he was born to be the deliverer, but then he got through throwing himself into the desert for at 40 years old. And then for 40 years, chased sheep and, and just lived life for 40 years and then suddenly we come to this moment where god interrupts him and there's a moses was tending the flock of jethro his father-in-law by the way if if you feel like your time has been wasted and that there's no way for god to make it up uh, just Moses was for 40 years feeling like he had done nothing; that God had passed him by them, and what God had called him to was no way that God could do it. But here he was, as an 80-year-old, suddenly God saying, "I'm going to interrupt your life again. That what I called you to is still true. What I that what I've anointed you for, I can do in your latter years more than what you could do, than you could have ever done in the space that you're in right now. So just just be open to the possibility that God can still do something out of what seems to be impossible. Anyway, whoever that's for. Now Moses was tending to flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Sometimes there's lots of good things on the far side of the wilderness. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. Then Moses said, Keithot, I will now turn aside. I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush does not burn. And so, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Just three intentions. We have to sometimes have to make an intentional shift out of where we're at. Moses was doing what he had done every day, and God interrupted him. And it says, Moses shifted. Oh, Moses looked and said, Wow something is happening here. God's stirring something here. Hmm. He shifted his attention away from the backside of a sheep, the backside of a desert, and said, there's something happening here that I'm not really even sure what's going on, but what is it? Will we shift? When you're thirsty, When you're ready for an encounter with the Holy Spirit, will we shift? Will we make an intentional shift of our attention, our expectations, our times, our resources, and say, God, I want to go where you're going. You're doing something that I'm not even sure how it's going to work, but I want to turn to you. Are we willing to shift intentionally to encounter God? The thirsty get filled. The dry and weary land, gets floods, the ones who acknowledge their need. And like Moses says, I will now turn aside. Someone say, turn aside. Maybe even they say, I'm turning. I'm turning towards an encounter with God through the Holy Spirit again. Take an intentional stretch. We see that Moses turned. He didn't just see, now he turns. He said, I'm turning aside. Because the reality is that the Holy Spirit, only the Holy Spirit can renew us from the inside out. Who can encounter that through an encounter with the Holy Spirit, an ongoing encounter, not just a moment when you were 17 at Bible camp, but ongoing, ever-increasing encounter with God as we set aside and we stretch into, and say, God, I'm going to stretch out of my routine and turn aside to you. Turned aside. And God stretched Moses' vision in that moment. God stretched his capacity to say, I know you thought that life was over and that you were only going to be this and do this, but will you turn aside and allow me to stretch you into something more? Because after, we're not going to read it right now, but after that encounter, God began to unpack for him what God saw for his life. And it was not just to be a shepherd, no problem being a shepherd, but don't stoop to be a shepherd if God's called you to be a deliverer. Whatever God's called us to, Will we allow the Holy Spirit to stretch us into it? Then make a, an intentional, and then to have an intentional encounter. See, I love this, that as Moses turned aside, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him. Sometimes we don't hear what God's saying because we haven't turned aside to listen. It takes an intentional action to turn aside, to turn aside our heart, to turn aside our attention, to turn aside... And say, God, is it possible that you would do something fresh in my life? Holy Spirit, would you, would you stir me again for lost people? Would you stir me again in the space that I'm in, in trouble and, and in discouragement, in my world where there's things that are not good, in the world around me, in the world beyond me? Are we thirsty for a fresh encounter with the only one who has the answer? our Jesus, that the Holy Spirit will always point to. What might, be, we, might be, we be missing out on because we don't turn aside for an intentional encounter? And I'm not talking about just being at church on Sunday. I think that's a great spot. But our faith is so much more than that. In our Mondays and our Tuesdays and our Wednesdays and our Fridays and our Sundays, that we would turn aside to new levels of the Holy Spirit. Someone say, I'm turning doesn't mean that your life is everything terrible about it, but I think that we can either ourselves personally or the world around us, we need a fresh flow of the Holy Spirit in our day, in our time, in our city, in our families, in our church, in our nation. We need an intentional encounter with the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1, 2, and 3. 1, 2, 3. The earth was without form. This is what the Holy Spirit does. And void and darkness was on the face of the earth or the deep and the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters and god said let there be light when the holy spirit when we begin to have an encounter with the holy spirit the formless takes on form what was void and empty suddenly begins to be filled with the creativity of the power of god he takes our dark places of fear and frustration and anxiety and pain and he does something in those that only he can do and begins to breathe or bring his light and his perspective and his power and his resources into it. An ongoing, intentional encounter with the Holy Spirit. It's not a theory. It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be one time. It's meant to be ongoing. When you follow Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes in you, indwells you. And in our tradition, we also believe that there's a second baptism that that God gives to, to anyone who wants it. And an intentional encounter, this is some, I'm just going to hit four things and then we're going to be done. Intentional encounters believe God for greater strength. How many of us say I need greater strength in this season? Greater strength. This is Paul's prayer to the church in Ephesians. This is not to people who don't know God. This is to people who know God. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. We are limited. He is unlimited. We don't have enough. He is more than enough. We feel weak. He is strong. We don't know the way. He makes a way. A greater infilling of the Holy Spirit to strengthen us. I'm turning for a fresh encounter because I need the strength that only the Holy Spirit can bring. Intentional encounters also believe God for supernatural change. I love this Galatians 5:22 to 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our life: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. And you say, What do you mean, supernatural change? This is supernatural stuff: love, joy, peace. Patience. In the world that we're in right now, if we had an encounter with the Holy Spirit such that those things were being produced in our lives, people around us would say, there is something different there. That's something supernatural right there. I don't know, but how are you walking in peace in the middle of this? That's that the Holy Spirit produces, but there has to be an intentional, ongoing encounter with the power of the Holy Spirit he produces. We move from willpower to his power. Intentional encounters believe God for fresh possibilities. You know, the last two years plus have in many ways caused us to just pull in and just get in survival mode. But God is still moving. The the kingdom of God is still advancing. Our place in that is still needed. Our participation in that is still needed. I love what it says in Acts 2 and 17. In the last days, that's now. God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. I figured out why old men dream dreams is because I sleep a lot more during the day. So I have dreams now. (laughs) Some of you are like, that's why. That's why. But encounters with the Holy Spirit cause us to get a new perspective. Encounters with the Holy Spirit can breathe fresh vision into us. Where we're like, I, I don't know what the future holds, but I know the one who holds the future, and I and I have a fresh encounter with him. Perhaps he could begin to unpack that for me. Maybe the Holy Spirit, as we encounter him afresh, could invite you to dust off some old dreams that you thought were impossible and past happening. I'm turning to a fresh encounter. Intentional encounters believe God for a life beyond where we are. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Where does the Holy Spirit come first? Say "On on me. He comes on me, but he's never intended to just do a work for you. He's intended to do a work in you and through you for the world around you. So when we're talking about Thailand this morning, that's the actual, uh, we're, we're talking about how the whole reason. Look what, he comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. The church in that moment was brand new. And Jesus was saying to them, to a people that rarely went beyond their little village, that might go to Jerusalem one time in their life, Jesus was saying to them, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you're going to go to Jerusalem? Wow, we're going. We're going to go to Judea? Wow, our province. We're going to go cross-culturally. We're going to go to the ends of the world. This is what this gospel is doing. And so the power of the Holy Spirit is so absolutely necessary in our world, in in the world around us, and in the world beyond us, that we would have a fresh encounter with the Holy Spirit because there's still a world that needs God. There's still a people that are going to sleep in our city that don't know Jesus. There are still people that need the voice that you have. There are still people need the, that need the love that you have. There are people that are lost and have no awareness that there's a Jesus who loves them. There's a Jesus who went to the cross for them. There's a Jesus who uh, died and rose again so that they can have newness of life. And it starts, Lord Jesus, that there will be a fresh encounter with the power of the Holy Spirit, not just for me, but yes, for me, I need your strength. I need to see a new perspective. I need to see God do a work in me. But Lord, that you would use me for for my family, that you would use me for my city, that you would use me for my neighbor on my left and my right, that God would do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, all we can think, all we can imagine. That we would shake off the malaise of two years of whatever has gone on and some of the stuff that we talked about at the beginning because 2,000 years ago, Jesus saw the power of the Holy Spirit touching the church such that Thomas, one of the disciples who gets unfairly called the doubter, he went and walked all the way to the south of India and there established churches in the south of India that still exist today that he would see in 2020 that there would be a man who had come from America and would say, I think that, that we could reach an entire, nation before I die that that was hardwired by God that the Holy Spirit would take us beyond would take us beyond our pain would take us beyond our upbringing would take us beyond the places of pain and destruction that would say you how are you standing here by the power of the Holy Spirit that he can still do it that he can still do it that he can still do it that he's still doing it so when Jesus saying I'm going to take you to another region Some of you have come to Canada and you're here not just so that you can do better economically, although we pray that you will. You're not here just so you can get into a good job, although we pray that you will. You're on assignment by God to wherever you have come from around the world, that you would come to Canada and say, why not me? Holy Spirit, would you allow me to be used to reach people all around me? The world is around us. You might be in a space where you see there's no way. But Jesus saw our limitations and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and will empower you to take you to spaces and places that are impossible for you. But with the power of the Holy Spirit in us, wow. It was outlandish then and it's outlandish now that God could use people like you and me. People with hang-ups, people with hurts, people with that have been abused, people that have been abusive, people that have been unkind, people that have experienced all kinds of things. But then Jesus through the power of God comes and begins to transform us from the inside out. And then, wow, what could it, what could God do with a life surrender that says, God, I'm so thirsty for more of you. I'm so hungry for more of you God would you would you take me out of the space of smallness in my life would you take me out of the space of injustice would you take me out of all this stuff and do something with my life I need a fresh and intentional encounter with you I need an encounter with you not just as someone said this do I really need the Holy Spirit to, to, to live my life you need the Holy Spirit to go to Walmart yes we need the Holy Spirit If we ask anybody, I'm not smart enough, I'm not gifted enough, I'm not talented enough, I've got all this stuff, and every one of us does, but God, who was rich in mercy and abounding in love, saw us and said, I call you to myself, and I call you to something greater, and I'm going to empower you, I'm going to strengthen you, I'm going to shift you beyond, but there's that turning aside to an intentional encounter again, which only you can do, which nobody can do for you, which is between you and Jesus. But there's that space to say, maybe to acknowledge that I'm hungry for more. For my world, for the world around me, for the world far beyond me, as we even heard this morning, we need a fresh encounter with the Holy Spirit. Can I invite you just to stand to your feet? Just gonna close with this. Going a little over time. It's all right. Turn to somebody and say it's gonna be all right. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? Am I thirsty? There's a story of a missionary was given a car that would not start without a push. He always parked it on a hill or left the engine running or had some school kids give him a push to get jump-starting it. After two years, he was being transferred to another mission station and another missionary was coming to use that same car. And he says to him, he says, you know, he explained the problem and and while he was talking, the new guy lifts the hood and starts poking around and, and he says, the only problem is this loose wire over here. He tightened it up, and the car started immediately. For two years, needless trouble had become a routine. For two years, the power was there all the time. For two years, only a loose connection kept the missionary from putting the power to work. Oh, God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My soul faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. An encounter requires intention. It's a personal decision. It's a personal desire. Come Holy Spirit. And we're a church that believes that. That the power of the Holy Spirit was not just for back then. But that power of the Holy Spirit is needed right now. In our world, the world around us and the world beyond us. I just want to ask you if you would decide today that you will pursue the Holy Spirit. If you seek me, you will find me. The thirsty get water. The dry ground gets a flood. I can get into all the practical ways you do that, make sure you're in in service, go to prayer on Tuesday when there's a men's gathering, a woman's gathering, gather with other people. But often it starts right in my home. I have a thing that I say certain time, certain place, certain plan. I wanna be intentional about my relationship with Jesus. Vast majority of mornings will find me at my house a certain time, a certain place with a certain plan. I need ever more an encounter with the reality of the Holy Spirit if you're one that would say I'm thirsty today I need more I invite you just to raise your hands all around the room just and just begin to invite the Holy Spirit out loud just I invite you Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit fill me afresh fill me afresh this is not about don't worry about anybody around you fill me afresh fill me afresh, fill me afresh. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I need more of you. Just begin to tell God where the spaces and places that are dry, that you need Him to move in. Come, Holy Spirit, into my family. Come, Holy Spirit, into that place of that I thought that devastation from so many years ago that I thought was going to define my life. Come, Holy Spirit, into that place right now. Let the wind, let the power of the Holy Spirit breathe in. Breathe in. Come on, keep on. Don't. And so keep inviting the Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We need you. We need you in every space and place. God, you're not a theory. You're real. We invite you. Come, Holy Spirit come into my life. Fill me with your presence afresh. I invite you. I open the door for you. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to saturate me with a thirst for more. I need you. Lord, I pray for our church, Lord, and those that are online, those that are in Princeton, those that are in the room right now. It's going to shift a little bit from praying for your world, but to pray for the world around you the person on your left, the person on your right, the person who's watching online, can you begin to pray for a fresh encounter for those? Out loud, let's pray just as loud as we sing. We can pray together. You know how to pray. Oh, we welcome you, Lord, for those around us, the world around us. Lord, that there be a fresh hunger for the moving of the Holy Spirit. A fresh hunger for you to shift our perspectives, Lord Jesus. A fresh move of the Holy Spirit that we will be supernatural, full of joy, full of peace, full of the fruits of the Spirit. God, that you would do what only you can do. We acknowledge our great need for you, our great need for you. To pray for the churches of our city. Just stretch your, some of you point or stretch yourself towards the back. All figuratively, we're going to say to the north and the south and the east and the west. Pray over the churches of our city for a fresh hunger for a moving of the Holy Spirit. Let some turn that way, some of you turn that way, some of you turn that way praying for Lord for a fresh move of your Holy Spirit in our city Lord in the churches of your city Lord we're asking Holy Spirit that you would come Lord where there's been malaise where there's been division where there's been destruction where there's been hatred Lord where there's been despondency where there's been pain Holy Spirit we need you a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit blowing through your church in the city Lord in the nation in Princeton Lord come Holy Spirit Come, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, for the world beyond us, Lord Jesus, for the nations of the earth, Lord, where the kings of the earth rage and plot against the anointed one, but you sit in heaven and you laugh. Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done. Lord, we're praying for Thailand right now. Lord, we're praying for a great move of the spirit of God. Lord, we are so grateful for what is what has happened, Lord, but may it ex- exponentially increase, Lord. Lord, for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who have no idea right now of, of you, that by your the wind of your Holy Spirit, that you would draw men and women to your yourself in Fiji in in Uganda in Kenya in in Zimbabwe in the nations of the earth let me just try this how many of you were just I'm going to interrupt and we're going to pray were born outside of Canada or your parents were just raise your hand real quick keep it up high see all all over the world some from Holland, I see. I see from Fiji. I see from places in Africa. I see Filipinos. Keep your hand up. Now we're going to pray for the nations, the nations among us and the nations around us. We're all part of it. All right. Put your hand on the shoulder of somebody that has their hand up right now. Lord, for the people that have come to this nation, Lord Jesus. The First Peoples to Filipinos, to Englishmen, to Dutch people, to Filipinos, to Finns, to Swedes. Lord, that you would move in our nation. Lord, the peoples of the earth are gathered in Canada. And Lord, that there would be people so touched that there would be a move of God. Lord that they might have thought they came here for one reason, but they came here for another reason in God. Lord, that you would do, Lord, that people would come to know you in our city, Lord Jesus, in Vancouver, 2.6 million people that desperately need Jesus. Lord, in our families, Lord Jesus, in those, uh, even Americans that have come and lived here and taken refuge here. Lord, thank you that you're moving. Thank you that the Holy Spirit is moving in our world, in the world around us, and in the world beyond us. We desperately need a move of the Holy Spirit. But Lord, let it begin with me. Let it begin in our home. Let it begin in the homes of those that would call Horizon Church their home. Let it begin in those in Princeton, Lord Jesus. Lord, that you did it before and you can do it again. For greater strength, for supernatural change, for fresh possibilities for a life beyond where we are right now. You know, the last few weeks, I've been talking very unpractical, or very, not very practically. I like to usually have, you usually do this, usually do that. Three weeks ago, talked about the reality of the spiritual battle that we're all in. We need fresh eyes to see things from a fresh perspective. talked last week, about having raising our expectations raising our expectations for God that God could do in the middle of all the craziness of our world that God can still do amazing things and today but none of those super practical give me three three steps and all that kind of stuff because they're all pointing to the spiritual reality of just a hunger for God, a desperation for God that if anything's to shift in us around us, beyond us it's going to be Jesus today reminding us again and I think for most of us a reminder that when we come to know Jesus we have access through the Holy Spirit to everything needed for life and godliness we desperately need a move of the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit we thank you for who you are we thank you for your kindness and your goodness Thank you that you lead us into all truth. Thank you that you empower us. Thank you that you give us fresh vision. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're through intentional encounters, even in the days and weeks to come, that, Lord, you will take us out of where we are into where you're calling us to be. Thank you that Moses, at 40 years of just seemingly wasted in the wilderness, in a moment with an intentional encounter, a moment that changed the momentum of his life. Lord, we're a candidate. I'm turning If that's you, just say, I'm turning. I'm turning. I'm turning aside for a fresh encounter with you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.